0: Bonjour, shalom, hello, and welcome to our sixth episode of our second season of Calling an Audible, a podcast focusing on national, regional, and local sports news stories with our own special twist. My name is Zach Greenberg, and along with Greg Johnson, we are your hosts. Today we'll be talking about a ton of breaking news out of Major League Baseball, the NFL, the CFL, much to my liking, and uh, the NBA. Uh, We'll talk a little bit... Um, About some wacky sports news and some breaking news out of UMC in a little bit to wrap it up But out of Major League Baseball This was just announced literally two minutes ago Bryce Harper just signed a 13-year 330 million dollar contract And that is the biggest contract in the history of Major League Baseball Greg big baseball guy over there. What are your
1: thoughts on this? I'm speechless I I really don't know what to say about that other than the man got paid, and deservedly so. Absolutely. I mean, he's going to be making 44000 some dollars every time he steps to the plate, I think Daryl Roval said. But to be completely honest, there's got to be an opt-out clause, kind of like how Stanton has it. I believe Stanton has an opt-out clause every three, four years in his contract. I'd almost imagine Bryce has that. Yeah, well,
0: we're n- we're going to find out details from that contract yeah. probably pretty soon. But, like, we were just sitting here getting ready to record when this news was announced. So, yeah, very, very breaking news. When your phone blows up and you're like, holy crap. I mean, yeah, this is big news. Just, I mean, with with this current contract, he'll be 39 when he's out of this contract. Unless unless there's opt-out agreements, like you said. But w- we'll know more of that in probably the coming hours
1: this is a straight-up career contract he he's not gonna go anywhere and I don't think anyone ever take on that contract to begin with for a trade I'm almost gonna bet he's got some sort of no trade clause somewhere buried in there too that activates after a certain year so it's it's really hard to understand where he'd go from beyond the Phillies after he turns 39 so it's very it's very much to say that yeah, he's a Philly for the rest of his life now, which feel bad for the national fan base because they drafted him when he was eighteen. Yeah. Uh, and he put up did good things for the
0: Nationals for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years, but you know, they I guess they didn't put enough guys around him to that to win the big one. But I don't know how well Philadelphia is going to do that for him,
1: but they're slowly rebuilding in their first they're gonna make a run at Mike Trout when he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Come, I think two years from now but it's weird because the nationals they had the talent they have the pitching they have the upcoming youth in their farm system and the current outfielders they have i mean don't get me wrong the nationals aren't they're not going to be any more worse than what they were with without bryce harper i still think they're going to make the playoffs they might even do better i guess we'll wait and see and find out but this really sets the market for current mlb contracts which i'm great i'm glad to see that yeah I mean,
0: it's uh, it's definitely, you know, a contract that sets precedent for, you know, all other players that are are going to perform like him in the future, and, you know, five years from now, we're going to see one that's $350 million, maybe even next year. It, it could happen at any point, but, you know, these long-term deals are what these players want because it, it's that extra level of security, you know, going into their future, because... Yep. Now, Bryce Harper doesn't have to worry about money for the rest of his life. No, and neither he, do his kids. And he, he probably read, his grandkids.
1: Must be nice <laughs> being able to retire before 40. Yeah. I, I got to say that. And not do
0: anything for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, in case some random happenstance circumstance where he gets injured really badly, he's still got how many ever years left on his contract? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's great to see. Yeah. But to move on, some breaking news out of Philly Nick Foles will not be franchise tagged. Yeah, I, that doesn't come as a surprise.
0: I mean, you know, I, I thought I thought that they should have traded him a while back. But Nick Foles, so? well, because you know they have Carson Wentz and they have everything invested into Carson Wentz. But
1: clearly, Nick Foles can still play. But better my than worry ones, is, my opinion. My, you said what? Better than Wentz, in my opinion. They Philadelphia has a team and a unit and a consistent family. Yeah. play better under Foles than they do Wentz. I mean,
0: I mean, last year, but the year. Before in Philadelphia, they were like I think they went thirteen and three that year, and thirteen or twelve of those wins were from Wentz before he got hurt tore his ACL. Yeah, and then and then they won the Super Bowl, but. You know, I think a a good landing spot for Foles would be Jacksonville. Um, You know, Jacksonville has obviously had a lot of quarterback problems in the past, and Foles might be able to solve that, Uh, might not, but they're definitely in need of a quarterback with Blake Bortles' situation.
1: I almost wonder if Miami and Oakland would also be suitable.
0: Yeah, I I think they would. I mean, I think uh, Gruden's a big fan of Derek Carr, so I don't know.
1: I have been hearing rumors throughout the ender. Is that kind of shifted? Yeah, there's, there's some talk coming out of Oakland that he's going to take a quarterback in this year's draft because he's got what four first round draft picks. Yeah, they have a lot. They can easily trade up. That's what happens know. when
0: you get rid of the best player, in, the best defensive player in the league. You get a lot of picks in return.
1: Well, they got a. They didn't get. What the, I think what happened was they banked on Chicago not being that good, so mm-hmm. they wanted a middle of the first round pick because they figured. Yeah. Chicago be a 500 team and not a. Right, top that's, tier what, team. that's what
0: most people expected them to be, but then they ended up being better than both the Packers and the Vikings this year.
1: Huge shock, in my opinion,
0: but. I, I think that just comes down to the coaching and, and the scheming game management. that they had, and, and that was all pretty good. But some more news out of the NFL Jason Witten of uh, Monday Night Football has just uh, come out of retirement today. Thank God. And this comes as a surprise to most people, but to me, it really doesn't because the Cowboys have shown. A lot of progress, and they can play. Like I think Dak Prescott is carried by Ezekiel Elliott because you know it was proven when when Zeke was out, Prescott was terrible. Oh, the Cowboys are terrible without him. Without Zeke, but Zeke is such a, a problem. And now with Amari Cooper there, and you throw Jason Witten in there, who can still get it done as a possession receiving tight end. Yep. They have They'll have a good I hate the Cowboys But they'll have a good <laughs> shot Of making the <laughs> NFC Championship Next year With that roster Heck no dude What do you t- They made the no. divisional round This year Cause they're in a Crappy division And they're still In a crappy division
1: They have Washington Without a quarterback Right, right. I feel sorry for Alex Smith, but he just basically broke his leg like Joe Theismann.
0: Right, Alex Smith probably won't ever play football again.
1: And if he does, he won't be the same. Which no. I feel sorry for Washington because he just signed him to that huge contract. Right. and the Giants
0: suck. Odell Beckham requested a trade and officially. Yeah, that was a, that 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 was released a couple of weeks ago, and and that uh, Bill Belichick was trying to get them get him last season. Yeah, could you imagine if they had Odell on that team?
1: Well, there's your Super Bowl winners for but the next year. But
0: really, the division is just between the Cowboys and the Eagles. And, it wasn't you know, even
1: between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Well, no. Thing. Well, the
0: Eagles ended up making the wild card. Making the wild card. But
1: yeah, I mean, that know, it, it depends on Wentz's
0: health next year. But right now, the Cowboys are the clear cut favorite in that division, in my opinion. Shouldn't right? be, but you're right. But, it, the but they're not going to get Elias to the NFC or, championship. I think. Why can't they?
1: Who, who The Saints, who, who the could, Rams. The, 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 why the Saints, though? Look how they played, dude. This There's, year, yeah, Andrew this year. Brees is
0: another year older.
1: He's what forty, still playing at an freaking. And the Cowboys beat beat the Saints this year. Probably out of sheer luck.
0: No, they they beat them in a good defensive game.
1: Fair enough, but I'm just saying the Saints aren't going to go down quietly. They're not going to go
0: down quietly, and the Packers will be back, and the Vikings will still be decent. You think the, the Packers
1: the... will be back?
0: Why not? They got a new coach. That's all they needed to do.
1: Okay, man. All they
0: needed to do was get a new coach, that, and then everything's fixed.
1: Uh, man, I don't know about that. The Vikings need a new quarterback, and everything would be fixed, but that didn't happen. The well, coach I, the I, coach I, isn't going to fix it.
0: No. Uh, yeah, in, in Green Bay, the coach will fix it, right. because I think that Rodgers respects um, Lafleur and we'll see I mean we're we'll going to see, see what happens regardless we'll but
1: I guess time will tell Yeah, I, I can't wait to see how the NFL season turns out then next year I can say oh hey how'd that look for you but maybe I'll eat my own words you never know uh, Johnny Manziel <laughs> uh, haven't talked about him in a while
0: but uh, no
1: news was good news until it, today
0: absolutely and he's, he's been in the CFL the Canadian Football League uh, last season he didn't have a very good season but that you know the CFL, is a, it's the same sport, but it's a different game. So having played American football your whole life, there's a bit of a learning curve going yeah. to play in Canada. So, but Johnny Menzel uh, has been banned or blackballed, if you will, from the CFL after violating uh, terms uh, in his agreement with uh, the Montreal Alouettes. Um, and the details of that, the uh, the CFL wouldn't release and Montreal wouldn't release, but Johnny Menzel's camp released that... Uh, you know, as a part of his agreement to make him eligible to play in the CFL, he had to go to weekly meetings, get uh, lithium tests and stuff like that monthly to uh, look for, you know, stuff in his system and stuff like that. And apparently he was not going to every checkup and stuff like that. And they never said he failed anything, but the fact that he wasn't going was enough for them to deem that he violated his contract. Gave him a red flag. Right. And... That and the CFL has has stated that if any team tries to pursue him, they the contracts instantly null, null and void, and they're not gonna go for it. So he's been effectively blackballed,
1: but from the CFL. But uh, I mean, know, not like he had any success there anyway. No,
0: but you know, he he definitely could have adjusted. He's the perfect quarterback to play in the CFL. You think so? Yeah,
1: the,
0: the way he plays is perfect for the Canadian Football League because the field's so wide. Okay, so
1: gonna- if you have a running quarterback, that's a big advantage. So for the fans at home, what would you say the biggest differences between the NFL and the CFL are? Well, down, downs first of
0: all, okay. Based because the because in the CFL is only three downs, so you see a lot more punting, but at the same time, with when seeing a lot more punting, you see a lot more possessions. So with the increased amount of punting, there's a lot more scoring because there's a lot more possessions. So the in the CFL it's a lot more high scoring than the NFL and a lot of people say that like Americans that watch CFL football, obviously it's not, but the game itself can be more entertaining because you know there's a lot a lot of passing, there's a, a lot of um there's a lot of touchdowns to be seen way more than that in the NFL. The NFL's obviously, you know, much bigger and you know fantasy sports takes over Sunday. Yep. But to me, and then the, the length and width of the field is much larger, too, in in the Canadian game. So it's a bit of an uh, – in the NFL, you have 11 guys on each side of the ball. In the CFL, you have 12. Receivers can run up to the line. In the CFL, in the NFL, they can't. So there, there's a variety of differences.
1: Okay, so similar to the arena football where you can have receivers moving before the snap. Yeah, except it's okay. not a 50-yard field. It's a 120-yard field. Wow. Yeah. That's – That's definitely interesting. Yeah, I I could see how that'd be a big fit for a mobile quarterback such as himself. Right, lots of open space in a CFL field. He had, from my understanding and my opinion, he had a great opportunity presented to him, but he has yet to figure out how to mature in life. He's, from my understanding, he's still that party boy at from Texas A and M that really. Well, he always will be. Yeah, some things just don't change in people. Well, no, Uh, that's
0: what happens when you grow up and have. You know, it, have money like that because yep. he, he's had money since the day he was born. And when you have money, you go out and do do things that might get you into trouble and definitely got
1: him into some trouble over his career so far. How Johnny Manziel was raised definitely shows. Absolutely. Um, so switching over to the NBA here, the Lakers are stumbling and not in a good way. Granted, how could stumbling be a good way? But the biggest issue, LeBron or Co. Uh Co. Really? Yes. Not LeBron?
0: I, I will never put it on LeBron ever because he's LeBron. But I'm I'm just a big LeBron just, fan. Just deferring the uh, uh, you you can't put it on. He has no no really
1: no supporting cast. Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Alonzo Ball.
0: Not as good as what he had in Cleveland. I, it's it's close. It's close, I think. That's
1: Name me three people out Kevin action- Love, J.R. Smith. J- you think J.R. Smith was a top caliber player? When when LeBron was there, he was. I suppose because J.R. Smith was open could just shoot threes all day long. Right. And, and the, the way they're performing and
0: the way um, – their team chemistry looks right now, they're not going to make the playoffs. The Sacramento Kings oh, will no. probably make the playoffs before them. Yeah. When was the last time the Kings were relevant in basketball? Mm, I don't think ever. No, it's been a while since the Kings have been relevant. But, no, I I, I just think, um, you know, this is the Lakers' first year. They really needed to get a superstar at the deadline if they wanted to compete in the West. They, and they really botched the like Anthony that. Davis. They, they definitely did, but... Um, you know, this summer, though the, the, they're for sure, LeBron, LeBron, the Los Angeles LeBrons are for sure going to go out <laughs> and uh, get a free agent this summer. Or, like, it could be Kevin Durant. Like, could you imagine the Lakers with LeBron no. and Kevin Durant? They're friends. Kevin? They like each other. Kyrie Irving. Yeah,
1: but no one wants to play with LeBron. That's proven. Yes, hard. they do.
0: No. I can't, they, they don't, but but in, at this point in LeBron's career, he's 33, years, 33 34 years old. And he got hurt this year, which is, you know, LeBron doesn't get hurt because he's such a big presence. Right. And he, you know, you're not going to get in his way when you have a 6'8", 280-pound guy driving on you. It's, it's very difficult nightmare. to stop that.
1: And you're right. Yeah. But imagine yourself as Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving second time around. You're already a legit N- NBA superstar. Are you going to want to play second fiddle again?
0: But I don't, th- I don't think they would be playing second fiddle.
1: You think LeBron would be second fiddle?
0: I No, I think that anybody that comes in, ha- LeBron and them have to look at it as the way Le- LeBron and Dwayne Wade looked at the relationship in Miami. There was plenty of games where Dwayne Wade outperformed LeBron when they were together in Miami. Right. And I think that it can be the same thing in L.A. Because Le- LeBron, he wants more championships, obviously. Yeah, he didn't go to Los Angeles to not win championships. Right, and... For him to do that, they need another superstar because they're not 100%. going to get a championship with the Golden State Warriors in the West with just him and those. And also and Houston. Those four. And well, Houston isn't even as good this year because all, uh, right, but all James Harden does is ball hog and that doesn't always
1: lead to to victories. It leads to him getting 40 points a game, but it doesn't lead to victories. Fun fact, the Houston Rockets are undefeated when Chris Paul has 10 plus assists per game. Right, but he's out now still, isn't he? No, he's healthy. He, is he back? He's healthy. That's why they're playing really good basketball right now. Yeah. But, you know, it, the way I see it, and this is just my opinion, obviously you disagree, which is completely okay because that's why we're here. We're <laughs> not, we, we don't always agree. I feel like we've been agreeing a lot the past few episodes, but this part is where we definitely differentiate on our opinion of LeBron, and that's fine. But I don't think Los Angeles is going to get a big superstar. They might get a, a credible name, but I don't like think. Like Kemba Walker? Mm hmm. <laughs> I mean that would not hurt them, but I don't see Kemba go. I, don't I think Kemba, Kemba wants don't to stay see, in Charlotte. I, th- I, think I don't he wants see to stay Kemba helping them really, to be honest. No, but. but Kevin Durant, he's gonna, he's either gonna go to New York or stay in Golden State. Klay Thompson has no interest in Los Angeles Lakers. No. Let's see who else. Kyrie would. I think Kawhi's and Kawhi, Kawhi would too. No, I think Kawhi's is staying and. I think Kawhi
0: will stay in Toronto too. I think he likes it in Toronto.
1: But yeah, they. They definitely made him feel at home. Yeah. Especially when he was skeptical when he first got there, which kudos to Toronto. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But a little bit bigger news is Dirk Nowitzki pondering one more year. Is that good call, bad call? It's a terrible call. This this year is his swan song, per se. Like, Even though he's never officially announced retirement?
0: He hasn't announced retirement, but, like, He's his minutes have dropped. He's not a starter anymore. He can't he can barely like in the All Star game he was hitting threes, but like when I went and saw him in Dallas, I saw him like it was very close to an air ball <laughs> on a three pointer. And that's like it's obvious signs signs of, of slowing down, and I think that Dirk Dirk will stay with the Mavericks, but I think it'll be in some in a different type of kind of like
1: how KG came back to the Timberwolves, yeah, in a more of a mentorship kind mentorship of
0: role. maybe, because he he will be a great mentor for both Luca and Chris Stapps. So I think like Mark Cuban should mm-hmm. and Mark Cuban loves Dirk Nowitzki obviously, so yeah. there if if he, he he's going to want to keep Dirk around, so I don't think if i was dirk, if i was dirk i'd be done but you know at the same time the man likes playing basketball so
1: why give up something you love right i think he's
0: okay with the, the the loss in minutes and playing time then
1: yeah i'm sure he'll probably take a decent pay cut too along with that yeah but i could see dirk one day being the head coach of the mavericks that's definitely in the he foreseeable future Right. I don't see why you wouldn't be. I mean, the Mavericks aren't very good right now, so
0: they're building
1: for the future. No, yeah, even they though they gave are. up a bunch of first-round draft picks, which... no, whatever.
0: I, I next year I think they're going to be when Chris stops is healthy mean, and ready to go a mean force next year for sure. I could see it. They just need
1: maybe one more. I think they have they have player. the
0: two the two best European basketball players in the entire
1: NBA, arguably the best yeah. European basketball players ever. Yeah. But you know that's that's all right. But hey, we got to we'll move on here to. Uh, some regional news, and we'll re- we'll go over the Jets and Wild trade deadline. You want to catch us up with what the what or the what the Jets did?
0: Well, first of all, the the Jets lost to the Wild, um, woo. Which is, you know, it's good for you, but you know, we're still first place in the Central Division. But Fair um, enough but um the jets actually made uh six trades on deadline day which is the most of any team and the maximum trades you can make per season which is uh pretty incredible so it shows that uh kevin shovel off the gm is he's really making a push for the the stanley cup this year and possibly uh, because i i personally i think their window was last year plus two maybe three so fair enough so I think that because with, with their pending free agents a, that they're going to have, they're going to have to pay a lot of people, so they're going to lose some people. they got some big contracts coming definitely. up. Definitely. But um, their biggest trade was getting uh, Kevin Hayes from the New York Rangers. He that was a, a huge plus. Huge upgrade at, at second line center for them. They, they lost Brendan Lemieux, who's a young talent, and he was playing well, but Kevin Hayes is definitely an upgrade. Um, they did this. They did the exact same thing last year with Paul Stasny. They traded for him at the deadline. As more, Kevin Hayes is a pending free agent, so it's more of like. a—
1: Is it also a guaranteed rental? Do you think?
0: It, I, no, I think Kevin Hayes might could re-sign. You in so? the off-season, but right now it's it's a rental because there's no way of like he hasn't signed an extension or anything like that. There's no way of knowing no, like what Mark he's going to do. Mark Stone once in the he summer. got to Vegas, he signed an. He, signed, he as soon as he was traded. He signed an extension. Right, right, and that and that was an eight-year
1: extension. Which Same, is crazy. I think that's similar to Max Pacioretty when he got traded to the Knights. Yeah, too. I mean they want their guys long term. That is definitely relevant yeah. and evident. But hey, did, kudos to them for being able to lock up guys and before they hit free agency and but th- that have to was rebuild.
0: absolutely. But that was that was the Jets' biggest trade, and that was the uh, you know at, with comparing him to Stasny last year. Stasny had forty points at at that point by the deadline, and. Kevin Hayes is 42, so very comparable, uh, you know, players at that point in the season. So we'll see where it takes them in the playoffs. They they also lost Josh Morrissey for f- four to eight weeks. Um, they're they're one of their best defensemen. So they they got a tr- uh, Nathan Bolio from the Sabers, and they also uh, took Matt Hendricks back from the Wild.
1: Didn't need him anyways.
0: It's okay. Matt Hendricks is a is a is a. Winnipeg loves Matt Hendricks. I don't know why, but. You know he's not like a great player, but he, he'll he's score. A, he'll score a gritty goal every now and then,
1: and it makes everybody go nuts. So. From my understanding, for a short time here, which was half a season, he is a fourth line scrapper that just like to fly around and hit people. Yeah. but we like he that brought a lot of though. he brought a lot of hype and motivation to the team. He was yeah. a very outgoing personality wise person. He kept, I believe, he kept the game fun, and I think that's why a lot of the fans like him, and definitely his teammates is he's yeah. always bringing positive attitude to the game and. Just let the kids, let the guys know that, you know, hockey's still fun at the end of the day. But moving on to the Wild. Wow, do I have a lot of things to say about those guys today. So to just highlight over the trade deadline they did, Granlin for Fiala, they obviously sent Hendricks to Winnipeg for a seventh rounder. Coyle for Ryan Donato and Niederreiter for Rask. Those are the major notable trades that the Minnesota Wild had this year. And I personally think is good. I hate seeing Grand and Niederreiter go, but it's necessary because both those guys are 26 and the Wild had the oldest team in the NHL. It's rebuilding time for you guys. Is it? Is it? We're back in the playoff hunt, baby. Nah. And beat the Jets. We're down, what, 3-1, to 2-1 to one the entire game last night when they beat them. Score a nice goal who Ryan Donato has been racking up the points. He's got six points in the past four games since coming to Minnesota. And then Joel Eriksson, who's finally finally learned how to play hockey after three years (laughs) in between the (laughs) AHL and the NHL. Like, hey, kudos to him. He finally figured it out. And then Kevin Fiala, in exchange for Mikkel Granlund. As much as I hate to say it, that's an upgrade for the Wild. They got younger four years for him. Same with Donato for Coyle. Four years younger for, and I believe also a lot less for contract. And this is important for Minnesota. Yeah. They have people that shoot the puck first instead of pass. Minnesota had this tendency, from what I noticed whenever I watched their games, they tried looking for the perfect shot instead of taking the good shot. Yeah. They overpassed, they overplayed, they're in their own heads. With Kevin Fiala and Ryan Donato, and I think a little bit Victor Rask, but not so much. They're more of, if I have a clear shot, I'm gonna take it. Donato is evident in that. Kevin Fiala in his first game, he's doing a lot of good forechecking. He stripped the puck a couple times and had some close goals. He's probably pretty motivated coming to a new team. He's also very motivated in the fact that the GM that drafted him in Nashville Mm. traded for him in Minnesota. Yeah, that's that's huge. And he understands that. that GM traded a very good player and fan-loved player and mm. Mikkel Gramland, who can at a very inconvenience to his family, at, when he found out he was traded, I believe his birthday and his fiance was giving birth to their son, I think it was, on that same day. That's a business. Hockey is a business at the end of the day. Every sport is. But congratulations to Michael and his, Michael and his continued family, which I think is awesome. But at the same time, yeah, it's, at the end of the day, it's a business. And Kevin Fiala realized that, and he's just beyond excited for a second chance and a renewed chance because Nashville's kind of giving up on him. They didn't really see him fitting much into their lines. But this just this leads me to what grinds my gears for today. I know you probably don't have much because the Jets have been playing pretty good and the Ducks finally decided to tank for their own benefit. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with both of what they did on deadline day. But for me... What grinds my gears is the Wild played so bad for this entire season up until recently that it took for Paul Fenton to trade away Coyle, Granlund, and Niederreiter. And he is close to dealing Jason Zucker, too, at the deadline, which I'm glad he didn't because we need fast guys. And Jason Zucker is, like, the only fast person on the team next to newly-acquired Kevin Fiala. But it took them this long... To realize that, oh, hey, we should probably play hockey. Otherwise, we're done. We're going to get traded. And who knows where they're going to end up. They could go to Edmonton and play with McDavid and still be bottom of the division. But I'm really getting sick and tired of Minnesota sports in general. (laughs) Move. (laughs) I can't. I'm still in college. But Minnesota sports has this knack and tendency to, oh, we'll play good, but then we'll tease you and start sucking or... We're going to choke in the playoffs, or we're going to have this really, really good season and then just fall off the face of a cliff, or we're going to suck at the beginning then just happen to go on a huge streak and then still let your hopes down in the playoffs. This is getting beyond frustrating. I, I don't know what to do with Minnesota sports. Part of the reason why I started liking teams outside of Minnesota, because they're more reliable, and they actually... But it's hard to
0: to erase that loyalism to your home.
1: It is. As much as I hate on the Vikings at times, they're still my second favorite team. Nice. Right. (laughs) Hey, Randy Moss, when you went to the Patriots, loved that move. And then I fell in love with that team. I mean, you, you can't fault me for following a guy around. Right? No,
0: I, I can't because I followed Brett Favre straight to the Vikings, yep. and I supported them when they went to the NFC Championship that year. And to this day, I've mentioned it several times. Yep. That's
1: Adrian Peterson's fault, not Brett Favre's fault. But you're on the same side with me on that, which is nice for once. Yeah, no, okay. definitely is. But you're right. When it comes to the state where you're from or your home city or your home country wherever because you're from Canada, so you have to like any – team that's from canada kind of sort of there's always that sense of loyalty to where you're from and your roots and that's respectable you always have to in the background cheer for your team but at the same time it's just you wish they would do something different or you they'd figure it out but that's my rant for today that's what grinds my gears i hope minnesota can actually get some more reliable sports teams but you know that's just how it is sometimes you win sometimes you lose and you don't know until you play. Well, we'll move on to some, some breaking news from
0: last night regarding uh, local UMC sports. Um, first off, uh, the women's basketball team uh, fell to uh, the University of Sioux Falls in their uh, – it, it was a, basically a play-in game to get to the uh, conference tournament at the Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls. Uh, they fell in that game, so congrats to them on a good season. Um but the men's team, who were also playing in huge Sioux Falls. Huge news,
1: fans. Huge, huge news. Huge news. news.
0: But uh, they, as the seventh seed, upset the two-seed, Augustana. So they will be playing Winona State, who is the sixth seed, because they also had an upset. Who'd they beat?
1: Um, I have to look. Well, I'll just reiterate for the fans why this is such a huge win for University of Minnesota Crookston. This is the first conference or the first playoff win for men's basketball in program history. Since entering history. D2, yeah. Since absolutely. entering D2 NSIC program history. And that's 20, is, 20 years of history right there. 20 years of history. I'm really happy and glad to see how far that those sports teams come. I really like some of the progress being made by our sports teams here on campus. It's, it's great to see coaches committed to bettering the future. It, I really do believe some of them are in the process. We're not going to get into any details, but to keep it to keep it between Zach and I here, it's just there's a lot of stuff we like, and there's obviously going to be stuff we don't like. But you know, that's just how it is. Everyone has their opinions. But yeah, the uh, Winona State
0: beat Duluth in Duluth, and we beat uh, Augustana in at Augustana in Sioux Falls. So uh, this coming Sunday, um, there's going to be a bus provided by the school for any students that want to go down to the game. The game's at 2.30 on Sunday and the bus is free and um, there'll be snacks on it and it'll Ooh, leave it. Leave snacks? It. Yeah, I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I'm going. Do you have um, an inside
1: scoop on what these snacks are?
0: Uh, I don't yet, know, but uh, I'm, I've been tasked with uh, promoting it to the whole campus through various social media outlets. So we'll, we'll use this one as one of them. Um, so to anybody listening, this Sunday at 8 a.m. There'll be a bus leaving from here to head to Sioux Falls for the uh, playoff game. Hashtag Pack the Pentagon. Hashtag Pack the Pentagon. And, uh, you know, it, it, this is a very winnable game against Winona since they they already took down Augustana. The men's team has been playing great, great team basketball as of late, and that's something that uh, uh, Coach Dan has been um, uh, pushing. But, uh, you know, Harrison left the floor for one minute um, and the, they also tied tied a school record and hit eighteen threes in that game wow. on the road. Wow! They were and on. They came to play. They were on fire. Absolutely. And and the men's team wasn't uh, good on the road this year at all, quite frankly. And the fact that they could pull out a, an amazing win like that speaks a lot to uh, th- their coaching and, and what they've been able to do this season. You play so, hard
1: during the season and you play out of your mind in the playoffs. Congrats to the men's team
0: and we'll see you Sunday and then Monday for the semifinals, hopefully, and then w- next Wednesday for the conference championship if we make it there. But, um, but uh, we'll we'll wrap it up with some wacky sports news. Uh, Greg, you, you found something on uh, Bartolo
1: Colon being big, goofy once again. Good old big <laughs> sexy. He was recently spotted on this huge yacht in an ocean drinking beer out of a champagne glass. Living his life. That is classy. But there's some uh, fan-sided theories here. They want, because this is CC Sabathia's last year, and him and Bartolo have very similar ERAs, wins and losses. So really it comes down to who's going to be the ultimate goat in terms of two large pitchers. Because CC Sabathia is no small guy either. So it's kind of the just the boil down of two iconic baseball pitchers and their last hoorah. So I, I mean, I would think this is Bartolo's last year because he's having really hard trouble finding teams to play for. But, I mean, he, that dude still performs. So I guess we'll see. And then there's something about Wes McCauley and the NHL when it comes to announcing goals or penalties or anything. There's been some chatter amongst other sports talk, sports radio hosts about Wes McCauley should give a seminar to any other ref or umpire, just in general, that, hey, this is how you can make sports fun on the officiating side. Just kind of pull people's chains, take your time announcing things, and ultimately just make it lively. Just be able to irritate the fans just enough to where they want to... Kind of get mad, but at the same time, they're still involved because they're waiting for you to make an announcement. Yeah. And then Pretty there's some cool. good old news against the former Packers coach. Yeah. you Mike wanna, McCarthy keep, being a fool you once, wanna, once again. want to shed a little light on that? Yeah. yeah
0: you know, I've, I I used to be a huge Mike McCarthy fan. Obviously, he got us our got us our Super Bowl in my lifetime, which I'll always be thankful for. But. <laughs> You know, he, his coaching style just just went out of style um, over the past couple years, so I'm not a big fan of him anymore. But uh, in this wacky news, McCarthy was at his stepson's high school uh, basketball game, and he followed the refs to the locker room to uh, go on a verbal tirade against them. And uh, I think this is just kind of funny because uh, he didn't really do that as much as a coach of the Packers. But when it's, when it comes to being a comes to his stepson uh he decided to go off for a high school basketball game but you know we'll let mike mccarthy do him and we'll see uh where he ends up uh following not not
1: this year but next year nothing like a good old dedicated dad huh you yep. know can't yell at refs in the nfl field so you just yell at some refs at a basketball game yeah <laughs> when you like yelling at people why not right so thanks for listening to calling an audible we will be back in action next week with more episodes later to hit spotify we are now officially on google play as well and youtube but don't worry we're going to be getting to itunes soon once we figure out our technical difficulties and as always we appreciate you listening feel free to hit us up on twitter at call pod we aren't afraid to interact with you guys on the twitterverse and we like to include you in daily discussions or if you have any questions feel free to dm us we'll even maybe answer some on the show see what happens we like to be vocal with our fans so by all means hit us up and we'll see you guys next week thanks for listening Calling an Audible is made possible through the assistance of the University of Minnesota
0: Crookston Media Services Department and executive producer James Pogachnik. The views expressed on Calling an Audible are not necessarily the views of the University of Minnesota Crookston or its affiliates.